0: I am Chris Ebinger, and this is R. L. Stein's 99 Fear Street, The House of Evil, Number 1, The First Horror. Prologue, 1960. Whoa, look out! Jimmy Lunt stumbled in the darkness. He grabbed the banister with his free hand and caught himself. Look out, man, his friend Andy Skalski warned from the top of the stairway. We don't need any more accidents on this job. How come there are no basement lights, Jimmy called over his shoulder as he carefully continued down the narrow stairway. How come? How come nothing works on this job, Andy replied with some bitterness. His work boots thudded loudly as he followed Jimmy into the basement. How come nothing has gone right? How come we lost three guys building this stupid house? Morrison is getting out of the hospital today, Jimmy reported. After that shock he got, I never thought to get him breathing again, he shuddered. Morrison turned blue, man. I saw him. He was really blue. I don't want to think about it, Andy muttered, his flashlight darting over the concrete basement floor. You know, I was there when that big guy Jones fell off the roof. No wind, no breeze, no nothing, but off he went, sailing head first. Poor guy. I'm just glad school is starting in a week and we'll be done with this stupid summer job, Jimmy said, shifting the heavy gallon can to his other hand. Now... Where are those cracks we're supposed to caulk? This foundation was just poured two months ago and already there are cracks. This is a bad luck job, Andy muttered, still thinking about all the trouble they had had. Yeah, Jimmy agreed quickly. 99 Fear Street. I wouldn't live here, man. Not on a bet. This place is bad news. Well, you know what they say about Fear Street. And you heard about the bodies they found here when they were digging the foundation. Huh? Bodies? Jimmy reacted with surprise. Yeah, they had to stop the bulldozers. There are all these unmarked graves down here, Andy pointed straight down. Uh, Andy, can we stop talking about it? Jimmy replied with a shudder. No more stories, okay? I just want to patch up these cracks. Then I'm going to jump into my Impala and bomb over to Wayne's Bridge. There's a Beach Boys concert tonight. Huh? Andy grabbed his friend's shoulder. Since when do you drive an Impala? Well, it's my dad's, Jimmy admitted reluctantly. He let me drive it today. Andy's flashlight swept over the white concrete walls. There are the cracks, he said. Open the can. Let's get started. Jimmy dropped to his knees beside the wall. Andy held the flashlight. Jimmy began prying a screwdriver under the lid to open the can of caulking. Ow, Jimmy cried out as the screwdriver slipped and the blade drove deep into his hand. Oh, man, careful, Andy cried too late. Jimmy pulled the screwdriver blade from his throbbing hand. As his friend raised a light to it, he watched the dark blood trickle onto the concrete floor. Oh man, that hurts! Andy leaned down to examine the wound. You really stabbed yourself, Jimmy. You'd better run upstairs and get a bandage. Yeah, I guess, Jimmy replied quietly, staring at his hand. Stupid screwdriver! He tossed the tool against the wall. I don't believe this! Climbing to his feet, he let out an angry groan and furiously kicked the wall with a toe of his heavy work boot. Both boys uttered cries of surprise as a crack appeared in the wall. Oh, man, more work for us, Andy complained. In the circle of yellow light, they watched the crack grow wider, an inch, two inches, and then they heard scuttling sounds, the scratch of tiny footsteps. Hey, Jimmy exclaimed, as the first long-snouted rat poked its head out of the crack, This is a new house. Where'd the rat come from? The rat scuttled out into the light, followed by another rat, then three more. Jimmy gaped down at the tiny black eyes, the glowing gray fur, the snake-like pink tails. Hey, get lost, Andy shouted. He kicked at the nearest rat, missed. Then he raised his eyes in time to see the black shadow start to wriggle out from the crack. Jimmy saw it, too. Both boys stepped back, their eyes wide with surprise. At first they thought it was a snake, but the shadow grew and changed shape. It floated out of the crack in the wall, darkening, rising up, then sweeping around them. It swirled faster and faster, surrounding the two boys, then lowering and covering them like a dark heavy blanket. They didn't even have time to struggle or cry out. When the billowing shadow lifted a few seconds later, they were dead, both of them sprawled open-mouthed and wide-eyed on the concrete floor, surrounded by the screeching rats. Chapter 1 How old is the house? Callie Fraser asked. Is it really old? It's pretty old, Mr. Fraser replied, slowing the cars for a stop sign. I think it was built in the early sixties. It needs work, Callie's mother chimed in, her eyes focused out of the passenger window on green lawns. The house hasn't been lived in for years. I don't think it's ever been lived in," Mister Fraser said, making a left onto a street called Park Drive. "Huh? The house is over thirty years old, and no one has ever lived in it." Callie's twin sister Cody asked shrilly, leaning forward from the back seat. "How come?" "Stop shoving me!" Their nine-year-old brother James said grumpily. He was sitting between Callie and Cody, and had been complaining the whole way to Shady Side. "Don't touch me!" "I'm not touching you," Cody declared. Yes, you are, James insisted. Move over. I wouldn't touch you. You've got cooties, Cody exclaimed. Well, you've got dog breath, James shouted. You stink. Stop it, James, Mr. Fraser called back sharply. We're almost there, I think. He glanced over at his wife. Could you check the map? Are we going the right way? What school is that? Callie asked, staring out at a long red brick school building. I think that's the high school, her mother replied, struggling to unfold the map that's shady side high callie cried i didn't picture it like that it's so old-fashioned looking cody finished her sister's sentence for her callie and cody were fraternal twins not identical but they were always finishing each other's sentences and thinking the same things at the same time they passed by the school quickly its windows were dark the doors all shut callie caught a glimpse of an empty football stadium behind the school Two teenage girls on bikes rode slowly along the sidewalk, laughing happily. Callie sighed. She wondered what it would be like to start 11th grade in a new school. Well, I guess I have all summer to worry about it, she told herself. These houses are nice. Is this our new neighborhood? Cody asked. Can I have a dog? James demanded. You promised I could have a dog when we moved. You're going the wrong way, dear, Mrs. Fraser said softly, biting her bottom lip. I think you have to turn around. Fear Street is the other way. Mr. Fraser uttered an unhappy groan. What kind of name is Fear Street? Cody demanded. That's so weird. Who would name a street Fear Street? When can I get the dog? Can I get it today? James asked. I think the street was named after one of the town's early settlers, Mrs. Fraser replied fretfully, still studying the road map. It was named after Mr. Street, Callie joked. She took pride in her sense of humor. She was always cracking jokes and making puns. It was one of the ways she differed from her twin. Cody was smart and quick, but she didn't have much of a sense of humor. James gave Cody's shoulder a hard shove. ''Stop pushing me!'' he screamed. He leaned forward toward the front seat. ''What about my dog?'' ''The dog will be for all of us,'' Cody told him. ''No way!'' James insisted. ''He's mine! They promised!'' Mr. Fraser braked the car and eased it to the curb. ''Please!'' he wailed. ''Could we please have five minutes of silence?'' just till I find the house please everyone was silent for at least 10 seconds then as his father eased away from the curb James asked so when do I get the dog later that day mr. Fraser pulled the car up to the gravel driveway about 10 minutes later Callie strained forward to see her new house through the windshield but there were so many old shade trees covering the front yard the house was nearly buried in darkness 99 Fear Street, everybody out, Callie's father announced cheerfully. They piled out of the car, stretching their arms and gazing through the trees at the sprawling house that awaited them. Well, it's big at least, Cody said quietly. Callie could see the disappointment on her sister's face. It's really big, Mr. Fraser said enthusiastically. Wait till you see your bedrooms. Just think, their mother chimed in, you two won't have to share a room anymore. We're so cramped in that old apartment... You kids won't know what to do with all this space. I'll know what to do, James declared. I'm going to have my own game room with a widescreen TV for my Super Nintendo and a real pinball machine. Good luck, Callie told James sarcastically, rolling her eyes. She reached down and messed up his wavy red hair. He jerked away from her, playfully swinging a fist in her direction. Isn't this great? Mr. Fraser exclaimed, his dark eyes glowing behind his silver frame glasses. Isn't this great? Our own house! Callie forced a smile to her face. She could see that everyone else in the family was forcing a smile too. The house wasn't great exactly. In fact, it was really dark and depressing. Between the gnarled old trees, the lawn's wild, tall weeds poked up at every angle through thick clumps of uncut grass. Fallen tree limbs littered the ground. The two and a half story house was nearly as wide as the yard. Its gray shingles were stained with brown streaks and were weather beaten. The dark window shutters were peeling. Several were missing. Two upstairs windows appeared to stare back at Callie like dark, unseeing eyes. The gutter at the side of the house was bent and hanging loose. Stained glass windows on either side of the front door had once been beautiful, but now the panes of glass were faded and cracked. The pillar supporting the roof of the small porch tilted at an awkward angle and appeared about to topple. Callie swept her blonde hair behind her slender shoulders. She felt a cold shiver run down her back. It's such a beautiful sunny day, she told herself, staring out through the thicket of trees, yet no sunlight filters down to the house, no light at all. It's nearly as dark as night in this yard, and the house is so cold and uninviting. It's going to take some work, Mr. Fraser said suddenly, as if reading Callie's gloomy thoughts, but that's why we got such a good deal on it. I think it's cool, James chimed in. He picked up a piece of gravel from the driveway and heaved it at a fat tree trunk. The stone made a loud thonk as it hit. "'Get those worried expressions off your faces,' Mrs. Fraser said to Callie and Cody. "'We'll work on the house till it feels like home.' She raised her eyes to the overhanging trees. First thing we'll do is cut down some trees and let the light in.' "'This house is haunted. I know it is,' Cody burst out all at once. Callie laughed. "'You and your ghosts,' she said, rolling her eyes. "'You thought our apartment was haunted too, remember? "'And it turned out to be a squirrel trapped in a wall?' But this house is old, Cody insisted. Old and creepy. I've read so many books about haunted houses. One book said, You've really got to stop reading those books, Mrs. Frazier murmured. Lots of old houses are haunted by spirits of the people who used to live in them, Cody continued, ignoring her mother. Lots! But no one ever lived in this house, Callie declared. You're the first one to haunt it, Cody. Callie stretched her hand straight out and let out a long Ghost-like, well, wow. ooh, Give me a break, Cody moaned. You're not funny, Callie. I get a little sick of you making fun of me all the time, you know? Callie cut her ghost house short, startled by Cody's anger. Sorry, she murmured. Really? Callie never wanted to hurt her sister's feelings. She knew that Cody was jealous of her in some ways. Callie is the pretty one. Callie is the funny one. Callie is one with all the friends. Those were Cody's complaints when she was feeling down, sorry for herself. Callie always tried to encourage her sister, always tried to boost her spirits, to remind her of her own terrific qualities. "'Maybe there's a ghost in my room!' James exclaimed excitedly. "'Then I have someone to talk to at night!' "'Enough ghost talk. You guys are giving me the creeps,' Mr. Fraser said. He placed one hand on Callie's shoulder and one hand on Cody's shoulder and gently guided them back down the driveway. "'Let's start unpacking and go inside.' Yeah, James cried enthusiastically, following them to the U-Haul trailer hitched behind a car. I want to see my new room, and I want to see where my game room is going to be, and I want to see where where my dog is going to sleep. Whoa, Mrs. Fraser said softly, one thing at a time. Mr. Fraser pulled the trailer door open. He handed Callie the first carton. Hey, this is heavy, Callie cried. Be careful with it, her mother warned. It's got our good china inside. James stuck his foot out and pretended to try to trip Callie. You're a riot, Callie told him, making a face at her brother. Remind me to laugh later. Walking unsteadily, both hands gripping the bottom of the heavy cardboard carton, Callie made her way toward the front door. What do I get to carry? Give you something heavy, too, she heard her brother declare behind her on the driveway. Callie was nearly to the front door when she heard a loud cracking sound above her head. It sounded like dress fabric ripping, only much louder. She looked up in time to see a heavy tree branch break off the tree. No time to scream. She dropped to her knees and her hands shot up to cover her head. First the shadow from the branch fell over her. Then the branch itself plummeted and landed with a shattering crash. Chapter Two Callie heard the shrill screams of her family. Her heart pounding in her chest, she sucked in a deep breath of cool, damp air. She blinked once, twice. Callie forced herself to take another breath then another, until her breathing started to happen automatically. Gazing down, she saw that the crash had been the crash of China. When the branch fell, she had dropped the carton. She gazed at the branch. One end had caught on the porch roof. The porch roof had stopped it from falling on her. The roof she saw was damaged. The heavy branch had driven a hole right through it. The crash of China, the crunch of the branch through the shingled roof, not her skull. I'm alive, Callie thought. She turned to her family. Her legs trembled. Her knees felt all rubbery. She didn't know if she could stand. With cries of relief and joy, they had all surrounded her. Her mother wrapped her in a tight hug. You're okay? You're okay? Her father repeated like a chant. They all stood still for a long time in the shade in front of the house. Stood gratefully, glad to be alive. You broke the china, James's accusing voice cut through the silence finally. Callie glanced down at her brother, He was bent over the open carton, shaking his head, studying the shattered contents of the box. Then suddenly they all began to talk at once. "'What a great greeting!' Callie declared shakily. She stared at the fallen branch tilting out from the porch. Mr. Fraser made his way over to it and, with great effort, hoisted it off the roof and lowered it to the ground. "'Now we have even more work to do,' he said, sighing. "'Now we have to fix the porch.' Callie opened her mouth to say something, but stopped when the man appeared behind her father. The man stepped silently out of the darkness, his face almost all in shadow, his eyes fixed on Callie, and as he drew closer she saw that he had the strangest smile on his face, a tense smile that appeared to be painted in place. Hello, everyone okay? The man said in a thin, scratchy voice. Mr. Fraser spun around startled, but his expression quickly softened. Mr. Lorry, when did you arrive? he asked. Mr. Lorry Callie remembered, was the real estate agent, the man who had sold her parents this house. As he stepped over the fallen tree branch and made his way toward them, his smile didn't waver. He was a short, wiry man dressed in an expensive looking gray suit. He appeared to be fairly young, but his hair was white and cut very short, almost like brush bristles. He had round, black eyes that remained locked on Callie. "'I came to welcome you,' the real estate agent said finally turning his gaze to Callie's parents. But just as I pulled up, I saw the branch fall. I'm so sorry. He shook his head, but his smile didn't fade. We're okay, Callie's father replied. He shook Mr. Lurie's hand. The kids are seeing the house for the first time. And you're disappointed, Mr. Lurie asked, staring again at Callie. A little, Callie confessed. It's kind of dark. And run down, Cody answered glumly. I'm sure your parents will do a wonderful job with it, Mr. Lurie replied. It's basically a very solid house. It just hasn't been lived in. How come, James demanded. How come no one ever lived here? Mr. Lorry's smile faded. Just unlucky, he muttered, lowering his eyes to the ground. Callie didn't understand what he meant. Did he mean the owners were unlucky? The house was unlucky? The real estate people were unlucky? Who was unlucky? She started to ask, but Mr. Lorry was handing her father an extra set of keys and saying his farewells. I won't keep you," he said, backing away. "I just wanted to say welcome to Shady Side, and best of luck." With a quick wave, he headed down the driveway, walking briskly, swinging his arms stick-like at his sides. Callie watched him until he disappeared into the shadows of the trees that lined the street. Then she picked up the carton of china and shook it. The shattered plates made a jangling sound inside. "Sorry about that," Callie told her mother. "Put it down and let's go inside," Mrs. Fraser replied. I want you to see your new home. The inside of the house was even less inviting than the outside, Callie thought. As the family explored their new house, Callie couldn't help but notice every stain on the plaster, the cracks in the walls, the loose floorboards that creaked and groaned as she stepped on them. The house is so dark, Callie thought unhappily. So dark and damp. It feels as if the sun has never shone on it, as if the house is blanketed in darkness. Callie shivered. How will I ever feel at home in this ugly, dark place? She wondered. The house is so dark, Callie thought unhappily, so dark and damp. It feels as if the sun has never shone on it, as if the house is blanketed in darkness. Callie shivered. How will I ever feel at home in this ugly, dark place? She wondered. Callie, what's wrong? Her mother's voice broke into her thoughts. Huh? Callie blinked hard. What, Mom? You are making the sourest face, Mrs. Fraser said, putting her hand on Callie's shoulder are you okay yeah sure mom Callie answered quickly she didn't want to say that the house could be a set in a horror movie what would be the point her parents have bought it they were stuck there I'm just tired I guess she told her mother well come see your room mrs. Fraser said pushing open the door the floorboards creaked as they all trooped into Callie's new room Callie stopped in the doorway the walls were dark and peeling the closet door was warped and stuck open the brown carpet had a round black stain in the center of the room. Big, huh? Mr. Fraser asked eagerly, smiling at Callie. Yeah, it's big, all right, Callie replied without enthusiasm. It's a lot bigger than my room, Cody complained. How come Callie got the biggest room? Callie struggled to close the closet door, but it was too warped to move. Want to trade rooms? She asked her sister. Well, no, Cody decided, but I don't see why you should automatically get the biggest room. Stop complaining, Cody, Mrs. Fraser said sharply. We're all tired, and I know this house is a bit of a shock, but it'll feel like home before you know it. Right, Mr. Fraser agreed quickly. A little paint, a little wallpaper, some new carpet, and Where's my game room? James interrupted. We've all seen the bedroom so where is the game room? Well, there isn't really room, Mr. Fraser replied. I'm sorry, James, but how about the basement? we have a game room in the basement, Dad? Remember Billy Marcus's house? He had a ping-pong table and a pool table downstairs. Remember? I don't know, Mr. Fraser said thoughtfully. The basement in this house isn't finished. It would take a lot of work, James. Let's check out the basement, James exclaimed. He shoved Callie out of his way as he burst toward the door. Come on, let's check it out. I'll bet there's a room for a pinball machine and everything down there. Girls, go with him, Mrs. Fraser ordered. And be careful, their father added. It's probably filthy down there. Callie and Cody obediently hurried after their brother. James was already halfway down the stairs to the first floor, the banister swaying slightly as his hand slid over it. They found the stairs to the basement behind a door in the back hallway. James clicked the light switch, and a dim light bulb flickered on at the bottom of the stairs. Holding on to the walls, the three of them made their way down the narrow, steep, wooden stairs. Callie led the way, followed by James, then Cody. It took Callie a moment to realize why her face had started to tingle and itch. Yuck, cobwebs! she cried, frantically trying to brush the sticky webbing off her face. This is really creepy, James said softly. They stopped under the cone of yellow light from the bare light bulb. Callie had brushed most of the cobwebs off, but her face still itched. She stared into the gray basement that stretched around them. Cobwebs hung down from the metal beams that dotted the large room. Against the far wall, a huge dust-covered furnace hovered, its vents reaching up to the ceiling like arms. Callie heard the scratching sounds first. What's that? she asked, grabbing James by the shoulders. Huh? What's what? he cried. Shh! Listen, Callie ordered. I hear it, Cody said. Soft scratching sounds. Callie gasped as three rats scuttled into view. Their eyes glowed red in the light. Their long, pink tails swept over the concrete floor as they ran. Oh, Callie heard Cody utter a low cry right behind her. Rats, James exclaimed. Eyes glowing angrily, the three rats charged forward, hissing as they ran. They're attacking, Cody shrieked. Get upstairs, Callie shoved James towards the steps. And then she let out a terrified wail as the biggest rat leapt onto her leg.